Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Happy Friday. Happy Friday of the 4th of July weekend. So Megan Aller and I just did a market update yesterday. So what am I doing? Why am I live today? I woke up to lower interest rates. I need you to know that being a buyer, looking at a holiday weekend with more inventory, lower interest rates, and less buyers. If that's not a reason to go live, I don't know what is. I needed to make sure that you knew this going into this weekend because maybe you'll change your plans. Because right now, we have to take advantage of every opportunity that we can. I know home prices are high. I know interest rates are high. I get that. I know affordability is feeling very real. But I also know that home ownership is the path to true wealth. Home ownership is the path to financial stability. I know with 100% certainty that long-term real estate always goes up. And if real estate always goes up and people are talking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I'm waiting for a bubble to burst. They're not paying attention to what's really happening. Our vacancies are at record low, which means people need to keep a roof over their head. Our foreclosures and short sales, again, record low. We're 0.1% here in Colorado. Our equity, record high. Could we lose some of it? Real estate's hyper-local. Can we lose some of it? Sure we can. But if I just gained over 20% for two years in a row and I lose 5%, am I really upset with that? Well, maybe if I just bought today, maybe I'm a little upset. But I know that long-term, real estate always goes up. And all I have to do is live in the home that I wanted for the next several years and wait for that 5% to return. Now, I don't even think it'll lose 5%, but I'm just saying worst case scenario. Well, what about the interest rates? The interest rates are high. Well, yes, but there will be times to refinance. And here's what I woke up to, and here's why I had to do this, because I need you to know, if you're a real estate agent watching this and you have buyers, you need to call them. If you're a, pos a buyer, a possible buyer, a buyer, whatever, if you're out looking for a home, you need to know that this weekend because you need to call up your real estate agent. Here's what I woke up to this morning. The 10-year treasury is doing phenomenally well. The economy is slowing. So the PCE just came out yesterday. I talked about this on yesterday's market uh, update. The PCE, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, right? And this is covering the same time frame as the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, that came out two and a half, three weeks ago. And it's over 2% higher than the, this measure, the PCE, that the Fed continues to look at. There's two measures of inflation looking at the same data set, yet coming out with a number 2% different from one another. Why? Because that number that we all feel, right, that CPI that came out a couple weeks ago that was crazy high, that number measures what we pay at the gas station as I'm looking at the gas out, $4.72 right here. If I'm looking at the gas outside, the gallon of milk, what I pay for my medical deductibles, what I'm paying for rent, what I'm paying for housing, what I'm paying for the car, all of that is measured in that consumer price index. The PCE 
is more of a, I want to say it's an enterprise level. It doesn't take into account some of those deductibles and it doesn't, it looks at things from a higher level. So what is the cost of medical versus what is a deductible, right? What is the owner's expectation of rent versus what is rent? So it's going to look at some measures of inflation differently. It mutes them. It typically historically always runs lower but within a half a percent, not 2%. So it just came out at 6.3%. The core, which strips out food and energy, was 4.7%. That came out yesterday. What really is the big number inside the PCE is spending. Spending was half of what was expected. It was only up 0.2%. I talked about that in yesterday's market update. But what I didn't expect was what happened today for that. Because it was expected to be what it was expected to be 0.4%, and instead it was only 0.2%, both still really low numbers, but because it was lower than expected, it means the economy is slowing down. Right? And we know that during recessions, interest rates drop. And interest rates don't drop because the Fed drops the Fed rate. Interest rates drop because the economy is slowing. We are self-fulfilling a recession, right? People are talking about the fact that the second quarter now is expected to be negative. It wasn't before the PCE numbers came out. So are we technically in a recession if the second quarter's numbers comes out negative after the first quarter was negative? I still hold true to the fact that the first quarter was negative due to supply constraints, not consumer spending. Consumer spending is 70% of the GDP. The NBER, which is an organization within the government, actually is the group that calls the start of a recession and the end of a recession. And to say that a recession is defined by two consecutive quarters of GDP decline is our Cliff Notes version. They look at a lot of other economic factors. Some will say that we're already in one. Some will say that it's going to start. Either way, I believe that with our reduction of spending, you know, maybe we do have too much stuff. With our reduction of spending, we are self-fulfilling a recession. And as that happens and people start slowing down on their purchases. So there was also an article that came out the day before yesterday talking about the fact that Target, Walmart, and Amazon are now inventory heavy. We actually can't have too much stuff. Like that's, <laughs> that's a thing. You can have too much stuff. Target, Walmart, and Amazon are about to have sales. Target specifically started calling out that they were going to be discounting their electronics, their TVs, and their clothing lines. Watch. If you need any of those things, this weekend, holiday weekend, with the sales, with too much inventory, might be the weekend you can get a really good deal. That's the deal. That's the slowdown. When we start to see consumer spending slow way down, we start to see sales happen. We're seeing it in real estate. We're seeing sellers discount. We start to see the reduction on that pressure on all of the um, prices going up because there was such a massive demand on limited supply. That demand is slowing down because everything costs too much. The supply is catching up on a lot of things, not all things. I know cars are still backlogged because of microchips. That We still have issues and will have issues with gas and with food, which is why those are stripped out at the core inflation numbers. But... Sales are happening and in housing. But I'm looking at this 10 year and the 10 year had pushed up over three and a quarter. And in fact, it had bumped against three and a quarter several times. 
That tenure today is to I woke <laughs> I woke up. I was like, yes, yes. Right before the holiday, I woke up and the tenure was two point eight seven seven. Now. We will have volatile sideways movement. This is not done. It's it, like, I'm not calling it. I'm saying you got an opportunity. I'm saying a door just opened. And if you don't run through it, well, that's on you. Cause I'm standing here telling you about it. So right now we've got a holiday weekend. We've got more inventory, less buyers and lower interest rates. In fact, Eric just locked somebody in at 5.375 with no points. We were talking about six and a quarter, six and an eighth, and 5.875. Now this all rolls into the strategy as a seller, you're not wanting to go discount your price on a holiday weekend because you're not really gonna know is that the reason. Most likely buyers are gonna come in and offer you less anyway. But do you use some of the two one buy down strategies? We just created a new flyer that I'm gonna put up on our Facebook uh, page talking about how does the buy down, the two one buy down really work. As a seller, how do you calculate what you're in for? As a buyer, how do you take advantage of it? How, as an agent, do you talk to your buyers and sellers about it? When I'm looking at interest rates, I'm looking at their impact on my monthly payment. I should be focused on monthly payment, not interest rate, right? I, I get it. People get caught up in interest rate. It's not as sexy. It certainly wasn't as sexy when it was six and a quarter but it's getting a little more sexy because now it's in the low fives, not the high fives. But I shouldn't be looking at just the rate. I'm looking at what does it do to my monthly payment. That's why we've been talking about the 2-1 buy down. This recession is going to cause an economic slowdown. It is, recession is an economic slowdown, right? Which is going to lower the push on the 10 year treasury, it's gonna support bonds, which it's already doing. It's gonna lower our interest rates. That could continue. Now, how low, I don't know. Could it bounce right back up next week? Sure, sure it could. Cause we could get news from the uh, European Union. We could get news here locally. The CPI is due out again in just over a week. That could be high again, which trips us up and it causes interest rates to go back up again. We are not on a downward path. I'm not telling you that this is a cycle change. I'm telling you this is an opportunity. And if you don't take advantage of it, it is on you, not me, because I'm standing here telling you about it. The interest rates are lower this morning. It gives you even more reason. So if I could lock you in now at 5.375 today with a 2-1 buy down where you can negotiate the seller, gives you a seller credit, Let's just throw out a number that we were using this example on the flyer. We'll send this out. This particular example was just over $12,000. You know, if you did a 3% price reduction on a $600,000 home, that would be 18,000. So you're as a seller gonna spend less on a 2-1 buy down than you would on a 3%, which is typical uh, price reduction. And that price reduction, because you reduce the price 3%, I as a buyer am only coming in with 5% down or 10% down or 20% down. The big portion is in my loan. So you saving me 3% on the purchase price saves me very little in my monthly payment. And in higher interest rates markets, yes, you need to price appropriately as a seller or a listing agent because you need eyes on your listing but dropping the price just for the sake of making it better for a buyer, that alone is not gonna make it better for a buyer. It's just gonna get more eyes on your listing. As a buyer, buying down my rate could be really powerful. Now, if I take an interest rate and I buy down the rate, I print it off a rate sheet, 
Um, if I take down, say I can lock you in today at 5.375, but I could buy down the rate using the same $12,000 that I do a 2-1 buy down and just buy down the rate to 4.99, I'll save the buyer $131 a month. But instead, if I do a 2-1 buy down, I'm dropping that rate all the way down to 3.375 and then 4.375, saving you many more, much more, those first two years. Here's the deal. If I'm going to live in this home for the next 30 years, I want that permanent price reduction. Absolutely, hands down. I want to just get it the lowest rate I can, lock it in 30 years and be done. But a lot of people are talking about arms right now. 10% of the mortgage purchase applications last week were for arms. Those are variable. If in a in a um, the period of the arm, if it's a five-year arm or seven-year arm or 10-year arm, say you're holding onto that arm and in five years, and the interest rates don't dip and the interest rates kind of stay here and then maybe they go up. And in five years, that arm is going to jump and it can jump and it can jump to like five percent higher than what you locked it in at the two one buy down is locked in at 30 year fixed at 5.375 or whatever the market rate is for your situation your interest rate how much down what product you're buying totally there's the the span of interest rates is out to here is it an fha a va a conventional a jumbo what is it what are you buying what's your credit score look like all the things right all the things but that permanent buy down is going to cost is going to save you less per month but if you're going to live in that home a long time, it makes sense. But if you're hoping for a recession and, a, and interest rates to drop, or you're only going to be in this home three, four, five years, I don't know how you beat the 2-1 buy down. All of these things you need to be taking advantage of this weekend. And you know who's working? This one? This one's working. Yes, because I love this. How many more people can we get into a home this weekend? How many more people can we lock in on a holiday without competitive bidding at asking with a discount towards a rate reduction? Yes, that's the score. That's the game. I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday weekend. And I really hope you're out there shopping for homes because that is long-term wealth building. Nicole Ruth with the Ruth team. Let's take care of you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.